This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, episode 29. This is the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha, the show for internet entrepreneurs who want to learn how uncertainty and struggle turn into confidence and success. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers Podcast, and today I'm excited to welcome Wes Pinkston to the Baller Circle. Wes is an entrepreneur focused on building and executing digital strategies. Most recently, he was the co-creator of The Broke Agent, which quickly became one of the top websites in the real estate industry with over 100,000 unique visits per month. He is a leading social media and digital marketing consultant for real estate agents and brokers. Wes is a graduate of the Chapman University School of Business in 2009 and was a three-year starter at at linebacker for the Panthers, receiving Hall of Fame honors. I'm really excited to have Wes on the show to uh, give us some of his insights into social media and uh, some of his digital strategies that he shares with his clients. So, Wes, Wes, how are you doing? Amazing. Thank you for having me, Michael. No problem. No problem. I'm really excited to have you on the show. I I heard the interview that you did on uh, Nicole Holland's show. Uh, and, uh, that, that actually sparked some questions, uh, that I had for, for this, uh, this interview. Uh, so I guess the first thing I'd like to do is just kind of get an idea of like what your background is. So you're, you're a social media expert, but how did you go from, you know, I guess being kind of a kid playing around on social media to becoming an expert? How did that, how did that evolution happen? Uh, it was definitely, and, and by the way, definitely shout out to, uh, to Nicole. She's like the ultimate connector. Yeah. Um, yeah, she really is just, she's awesome. So if you're listening to Cole, thank you for connecting uh, Michael and I. But <laughs> with regards to uh, social media, um, it definitely was just organic. Um, that's how most of my friends and family connect these days if I can't physically see them. And that's kind of the main reason why social media was introduced in the first place. It wasn't ways to make money or, you know, how to make a million dollars overnight where I see a lot of these books and uh, webinars kind of going that way. Uh, it's just simply a, a more amplified medium to get your message out and just to connect with people. Um, with me, I just fully immerse myself uh, into any new channel that most of my friends and family um, are on. And it's just simply, it's just human relationships 101. We tend to really complicate uh, the mediums and creating content and what are the, the tips and tricks of each platform. Uh, and they're a little bit different, but they're overall, it's the same exact thing, which is just simply interacting, whether it's with friends, family, or, or clients. Okay. Sounds good. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Um, yeah. But so, I mean, it just kind of happened organically. Um, it wasn't something where you say, oh, I'm going to be an authority in this. It was just, I was just naturally good at it. I think uh, part of my age, uh, just turning 30, um, it's just, it's something that's been a part of just my normal friendships and relationships. I've, I've been on it and it, I just kind of understand it. Um, I've had to teach my parents social media <laughs> and it's just, they weren't, they didn't grow up through it. So they don't kind of understand. Um, it's a little bit more difficult. So with me, it's, it was, just, I was open to it and it's just always kind of been a part of my life. I didn't really read a book on it or anything like that. It just fully immersed myself and you just kind of figure it out from there. Awesome. So when I think about uh, social media for personal use and social media for business use, I don't know, for whatever reason in my mind, I always, um, th- there's there's like this division of like the, the type of 
uh, strategies you should use. But is there really one? I mean, should businesses be looking at social media the same way? And and I guess when when you decided to move over to becoming a consultant for uh, you know real estate agents and brokers, did you have to make any sort of shift in the the way you use social media and the way you looked at it? I mean, it, it really depends on the on the person. Um, some. And that's that's why it really just starts with uh, a couple hour conversation uh, because everybody's at a different part uh, on their journey. Some people are kind of figuring out what exactly you know I, I want to do. What do I have a passion for? Uh, and some people have a pretty clear understanding. They're just having some difficulty uh, using certain certain platforms uh, where most of their customers and their and their clients reside. Um, I would I would advise not to if you're having photos of. Of partying and, and alcohol and um, kind of living it up that way. If you if you feel uh, compelled to put that on, I would make your your social media channels private. Um, but when it comes to uh, business or just personal use of social media, I don't see there being a difference because if you think about it, most of the people that you're following are going to be friends and family. You you probably are not going to follow Taco Bell or <laughs> Southwest, um, but when they have I, I will say that Southwest has actually really picked up their social media game, um, and it's being a little bit less self-conscious and just under, and, and understanding that these are made for you to, because you can only meet so many people in person. Uh, it gives you just a chance to really amplify and to, and to have a much larger reach than just the physical interactions. But really, social media is just simply a gateway to that physical interaction. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I wouldn't say there's really that big of a difference. It's really just going deep uh, into a relationship and connecting with people and, and really just joining the conversation, kind of putting an actual human feel to your company online. Uh, and it does kind of have to have a singular voice. Um, you don't just want to always you know, go on Hootsuite, automate uh, a certain blog post that you put a lot of money into or a lot of time into. Um, it has to have a, a human feel to it. If not, the chances are you're not going to have a large following because they're not going to be able to relate to it. It's not going to tap on those emotional pain points, which is really what acquires a follower because you're following something, so they have to identify with your message. And that's kind of where we, uh, me and my clients spend the most time is what are you trying to say? What do you really feel that you're compelled to do um, and then it's never really an issue to create content. Hmm. So uh, when you when you speak about automation, are you a um, is it is it that automating and using you know Hootsuite or Buffer or whatever other automated uh, you know uh, posting application you may be using? Is it that you need to be more conscious about this sort of content that you write to put in there to be automated, or that you shouldn't automate it at all, or or you shouldn't necessarily automate everything. You should have some sort of, uh, I guess, spontaneous, uh, unscheduled, you know, tweets or Facebook posts or whatever. Right. Um, so the the main channels that I that I love, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Snapchat. These these are not you're, the whole reason for for having these is to have a human feel to it. So I personally I don't automate anything. Hmm. And then you have people say, well, I don't have enough time to do all this, you know, to do all this content creation. But I say, stop putting so much time and, and putting this industry rhetoric on content creation. Just have a conversation, a public conversation on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, you know, it's definitely more visual, but, but 
you have to really you have to tap into what people want. Um, so I personally don't see people you know posting ten, fifteen things on Instagram. It's just one or two every couple of days, but it's not something to replace a blog. It's just another extension. So if if you really feel that compelled to to automate it, I think you have a kind of unrealistic expectations as to as to what you hope to really derive from these channels. So if you want to automate um, blog posts, that's okay. I mean, I guess you could do that. Uh, but the whole reason is to connect with people. It's not about hashtags. It's not about posting more frequently. It's just going deeper with with each pe- with with each customer and client. So it's not just about you posting and amplifying your message. Really, what the channels are about are finding other people's messages that are kind of in line, and then cross collaborating with them and starting to kind of build a community around your product or service. But you have to believe in it. That's for sure. Hmm. Okay. So how does someone do that? How do you make those sort of uh, collaborative relationships? What, what's, what are some, uh, I guess, best practices and social media etiquette for uh, trying to form that? Yeah. So the, the clients that I, I tend to deal with uh, currently are, are real estate agents, and they're very, very easy to, to locate on social media. Uh, because with me, and this is just kind of my case study, because it's the industry that, that I'm currently uh, immersed in. But um, we tend to focus on, in real estate, just finding buyers and sellers. But there is a, a, a large uh, opportunity in finding where uh, clients are moving from to your city. And you definitely want to friend those agents. So if you're in San Diego and a large, uh, a large part of the population that moves to San Diego is from, let's say, Phoenix, Arizona, you definitely want to reach out to the top agents in Phoenix, Arizona, and start kind of building a, a relationship and a rapport with them to send clients back and forth that tend to move. So kind of removing the whole competitive uh, rhetoric and, and, and the competitive nature and really start kind of collaborating. But it's very, very easy if you put the time into it to find like-minded people, whether you're, uh, like if you look at YouTube stars, really how you build a channel is to cross-collab with, with, with uh, like-minded artists and to kind of drive traffic and drive followers between each other's channel. Hmm. Not recreating the wheel each time, but looking for someone in whatever kind of product or service that you're creating uh, and, and stop kind of having this competitive nature and work together. And there's, 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 you'll find that, that, that people do want to help other. There's enough clients out there for everybody is kind of what I'm getting, getting okay. at. Now, when you're, when you're posting, I know you, you're not a big fan of automation, but do you... Um, let's say, I know a lot of people have like a spreadsheet and they're like, Hey, these are the next, you know, 50 tweets I'm going to send out. Do you keep something like that or, or do you really, do your no, absolutely. Come to you spontaneously? Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I love Twitter. Uh, a lot of people think it's kind of, a kind of dying out. Uh, it gives me the best chance to just to kind of have public conversations with, with people because, um, People have have questions. They have they need they want answers, and that's why I'm a big big believer in a, in a blog, kind of having that central hub, and then just kind of using social media to always kind of bring um, these clients or, or potential followers to your blog. Because at that point, you control the complete narrative uh, of your product or service at your blog, um, and that's the, usually going to be the number one thing that pops up in a Google search is that domain. Uh, and because social media, I, I, I just I don't like people building a large brand on Instagram or on Facebook because eventually 
people will leave those mediums. It may be a few years from now, um, but they're, they're continuously changing and going from Instagram to Snapchat and then from Snapchat to who knows what comes up next. Uh, but always have that blog because at that point you really get to control the complete narrative of your, of your company and your vision. So when you were learning about social media and you were, uh, you know, experimenting with things, what, are there any certain like aha moments that you can point to where you notice like, hey, when I do this, people respond, right? This is what I would consider engaging content. Or if I posted this, you know, are there any, are there any things like that that you can share? Um, yeah, I mean, I, people love cute animals. <laughs> people <laughs> love motivational quotes. Uh, I mean, you can't have a motivational quote. It needs to be very congruent in your message. Uh, every single thing that you post needs to be in line with, with who you are as a company, who you are as a person, and really what you're trying to get out uh, of, your, of your, your mission, vision, values. So, um, I mean, you definitely want to be timely. If it's 4th of July, you definitely have a kind of a more you know, timely-based tweet around that. Uh, but you have to give a lot of value. Uh, you're not just going to put all this money and time into one big piece of content and then a few days later, you kind of, you know, chuck the ROI and you're like, oh, well, this one didn't work. No, the whole reason for social media, once again, it's not to just push out content and content and content. It's really to build relationships. And it's definitely a long game. And you need to have realistic expectations of your social media channels. It's not going to, you're not going to hit the home run every time on every piece of content. I do believe in content, but if you really want to build a following and you really want to build a community, you have to get deep and you have to like other people's content. You have to interact and give uh, some, some feedback and say, oh, I love this article. Hey, check out mine. That's very similar. You just, it's really just bringing these relationships and just gives a, just a huge opportunity to connect with people uh, that you may not ever be able to see in, 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 in the physical form. Hmm. So not just being so product and, and content centric of your own post. But going and looking at other people's content and getting fresh ideas and saying, hey, let's cross collab on this blog post because, you know, I like what you're doing with this video. I like, you know, my long winded blog post. We can put these together and really kind of build our list together. Huh. It's all about the collaboration. Um, so it's not being so, you know, kind of product and, and service centric and saying, hey, every time I post, I'm trying to drive people to buy something. Uh, it's just, it's not going to work that way. Everybody's guard is up, uh, and people are much smarter these days and they know exactly, uh, Hey, you know, click the link in bio. It's definitely going to be sent to a sales page. Uh, and it just, things aren't working like that anymore. People want to have an emotional connection with that product and service. So let's say, uh, uh, let's say, uh, let's take, let's take Twitter, for example, about how much time do you take, um, I, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people spend a lot of time on their own content, but you're saying you need to pay attention to other people's content. So how much time do you, do you take like going through other people's, uh, you know, tweets and news feeds and, and things like that to figure out like what they're doing and what's, I guess, is there, is there a good system for using your time the most efficiently? Um, what I, I'm a big uh, believer in the, uh, in the list building, uh, on Twitter. So, uh, with me, People love to, uh, to get their tweets favorited. Um, they love a follow back. Uh, I just, I've had people say that they don't believe in that. Um, so with me, I'm following, I think, 20,000 people. <laughs> uh, and so I'm not able to really see anything on, the, on the, the, the live feed. But I build lists. 
and um, you can make them all private. I definitely, I look at um, current clients, past clients, uh, some future clients that I want to work with that I see that we have a, a very similar uh, kind of nature and I would love to work with them. So I interact with their tweets by making my list private. You don't want to make that one pr- public because <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, why am I part of your future client list? So, <laughs> so definitely make that private um, and, and just interact with it because this one simple retweet to their list of 30,000 people. Um, so I, it's, I guess it's a, it's, a, it's a mixture. If I'm not feeling very content producy this week, uh, then I'll spend it more, uh, and it has to happen kind of organically from a creative standpoint. You can't just force out your blog posts. Mm-hmm. If, if you're not feeling it and you don't really believe in it, then people are going to read it and say, oh, well, that last one wasn't that great. It's going to leave kind of a sour taste in their mouth, and they're not going to click away to your bit.ly link or whatever it may be uh, to view your content. So I, I definitely say less is uh, it's more about the, the quality of it than the quantity of your posting. So just because you don't have a blog post doesn't mean you can't be on social media. Just take the time to interact, and through interacting with, uh, with other like-minded um, creators, you'll be able to kind of pick up some, some inspirational ideas, and then boom, there's your next blog post. So um, just with me, I'm on it all the time, so I don't really put... Uh, you know, I don't try to be rude or anything at the dinner table, but I'm on my phone quite a bit. Um, and if I'm not uh, getting inspiration, then I'm putting my own inspiration out there and just connecting with people. But definitely uh, follow back and like people people's uh, tweets if they do mention you because they're putting time into that tweet. Uh, whether you think, you know, clicking your thumbs is effort, it definitely is. And you were on their minds. And it's kind of like somebody walking down the street and saying hi to you. If you don't say hi back, it's kind of rude. Right. So. Uh, take the time and uh, just a simple heart would do. But I love Twitter. I think it's so cool. And then as people see that you're communicating and I just love raising a question, just something like, hey, what was the, you know, the most fun thing that you did last week? Or what was the one thing that you loved as a kid? And people love to talk about their past, their dreams, their nightmares, and just get a conversation going. And then at that point, you're just, you're stirring up quite a bit of conversation. Who knows where we'll go from there? Right, right. I like that. Um, so one thing that you did uh, mention in the, the interview with Nicole is you were talking about if you have a client and they say that, you know, they've tried the social media recommendations that you made and it didn't work. And you say that then you'll ask them to document their daily routine and go through that daily routine with them to see what they actually did. So when you're looking through something like that, what are you looking for? Um, well, I, I want to see exactly what was... See, that's the kind of thing that we're quick to say, um, to check the ROI on something. And I, I don't encourage my clients to spend any, any money uh, on content creation because this, just a simple public dialogue um, with a past buyer or seller, or, that, that's content. Once again, uh, content is not this, um, you know, we tend to say, oh, it has to be like a well-produced, expensive video uh, and you put so much time into it, and then it gets to the point where you're so self-conscious. So, like, it, it's never going to be perfect. This content. Um, so, with me, I just I look exactly what they did, and if it's it's just simply, hey, I wrote a blog post, and I don't even know why I wrote it. It's <laughs> usually it's it's they're not they don't understand why the medium was. They just kind of have to get. I, I guess let me. What should I say here? They need to stop being so self-conscious because we tend to get very insecure 
and we we overthink it. Um, so they had ideas, they had beautiful ideas, and that's what I, I I love to hear is this is what I was going to do, but I thought it might be viewed incorrectly because you have to be so politically correct these days, and people tend to get kind of post frightened to the point where they don't put out there what they want to. They always want to put out the best stuff that makes them look the best. And uh, I think you just have to get over that very self-conscious um, insecurities and just really believe in your message and put it out there because the right people are going to vibe with it. So it's, it's, it's less about um, you know putting so much time and effort into each tweet, into each post. It's just being a great person and bringing that great person online and interacting. So um, I tend to see that they they're, they're overthinking it, okay. uh, and that's really that's really it. I mean, it's if you're having difficulty creating content, it's really less about the content, it's less about the medium, and it's really about well, what are you trying to say? And that's where I really f- uh, focus most of my time on with my clients is: Do you really want to be doing what you're doing? Because if you love it, you're compelled, and it gets you out of bed each morning, you're not going to have an issue creating content. So the documentation is great, uh, but it usually we're able to backtrack into, well, if you're not putting a lot of stuff out there and you're not really energized by it, uh, you may be saying the wrong thing or just need to kind of clarify a few things on it. Okay. So let's take a pivot real quick and, and just talk about kind of entrepreneurship in general and your opinion of it. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, so in your opinion, what questions does every entrepreneur need to be able to answer about their business in order to be successful? Uh, what, what is the most, uh, you know, recent feedback that we've got from clients? Hmm. Uh, I, I believe in launching as lean as possible, not getting so caught up in the, uh, the external, uh, in terms of, uh, what is this competitor doing and not competing with competitors on, on features and benefits. It's simply launching the, the, the leanest product or service you possibly can um, you're going to have to make some assumptions and figure out who is this product or service best fitted for, uh, kind of producing that, that perfect avatar, that perfect client and customer. Get it out as quickly as possible and then get it in their hands and say, hey, would you even buy this? Or what would we have to do? How do we pivot? Um, get it in the client's hands as quickly as possible and then mold it from there because you don't know what the client and the avatar, what they really want. So just put a, as best a thing as you possibly can real quick, uh, real quick and, and get it out to, to, uh, to a few customers, get their feedback. Don't always do what they say, but start documenting the feedback. And then if the same thing keeps popping up over and over and over, then boom, let's make that part of, you know, integrate that part into the, uh, the widget, I guess you could say, and, uh, and then keep kind of evolving the product from there. But it needs to get into the client's hands as quick as possible. It's going to save you a lot of time and especially a lot of money. Okay. So are you a fan of developing the product first and then finding the audience for that product or developing the audience and figuring out what they need and then creating the product based on that? Uh, I mean, definitely both, both work. Uh, if something comes to you through, through inspiration, through a vision, uh, definitely, you know, put together what you can, um, and, and kind of have some, some, some groups with, with, with clients or friends or family in the beginning, uh, talk about it, and, and so it can it can work either way. Um, people get inspiration uh, in in both both facets. So, okay. 
Uh, are there any bad habits that you had to ditch in order to become successful in your business? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I would say um, getting out of my own way. Uh, I, I, I didn't do very well at, at delegating. Um, I didn't have the most efficient systems and, and processes in place. Um, and through, through, through documentation, uh, you'll realize that a lot of, uh, a lot of the, the, uh, the activities throughout your daily habits can be, can be automated, uh, whether you're using a virtual assistant or uh, you, you hire somebody else. Um, definitely play to your strengths and then automate the, uh, the other aspects of it. Don't automate your social media <laughs> because you've got to keep that human feel to it. Um, but there are uh, a lot of aspects of your business um, that can be automated that are kind of data entry. Uh, we, we tend to think that everything needs our attention and our expertise, um, but that's only going to put us in this perpetual cycle of kind of putting out fires, and we're never going to be able to scale that. Okay. So what, um, what, what process do you have for setting and accomplishing goals? Um, it really, it really depends on, uh, I, I believe in, in, in putting so much time into preparation. Um, and, and before I just start working hard and putting something out there, um, you, I have to just consult. I have a, a few friends, uh, a couple of family members that are, that are real smart, uh, and wear different kind of hats and I'm able to kind of bounce some ideas off of them. Uh, but just, just talking about it, I mean, all, all goes into the prep work because you can waste so much time and money just thinking that you have the next best thing. Um, so I would just say put as much time as possible into preparation. Um, but definitely find like-minded people. Uh, it's really difficult to find um, kind of young, entrepreneurial, real, you know, less competitive and more kind of community-based guys that, that, that have a track record um, and that you vibe with. And when you have them, definitely keep them close to you. Um, and it's... It's pretty beautiful to be able to kind of create a mastermind where you're able to bounce ideas and incorporate uh, certain people that have uh, an incredible skill set and kind of kind of work from there. Hmm. Nice. So you so you have a, a mastermind group that you work with? Yeah, I mean, we don't. I don't formally call it a, a mastermind group. Uh, we're just we're all very we're all very close, and uh, it just kind of happened by by being a good person and and not always uh, trying to find something in return. Uh, I've, I've put quite a bit of time, uh, money and effort into, into projects that I, I didn't see uh, a dime back and it didn't, it didn't worry me because I know it's just, it's just good karma. And, uh, I, I just want to be kind of a, a connector of sorts because there's enough business out there. Um, and I think a lot of people need to get rid of the competitive, more money, more money, more money thing, and just really focus on, uh, helping others because it'll come back. The hundredfold, right. but you shouldn't. You shouldn't expect the hundredfold. <laughs> I should say. Right, right. So, did you ever get to a point where you felt like you wanted to quit? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I was just kind of. Uh, I was all about just acquiring more and more data, more and more information. Uh, and uh, I have a real good friend, Justin, who told me, um, "Slow down. Take a step back." Definitely work on the business, but stop working in the business and all little facets of it. Um, you just, you, with me, I, I'm a very, very hard worker. And back in the day, um, you just get caught up in the details to the point where you just burn yourself out and you realize the ROI on that, that 2% of perfection, it's just not worth the time and effort when 
there's other more glaring uh, things that need your attention. So you only have so much energy in the day. Um, really kind of take a step back and, and, and really kind of have a more macro view, an elevated perspective on your business as opposed to having to, to, to wear all the hats. So that was kind of like I always in my head now, I always say that, you know, push the pause button, take a step back, and then really, really evaluate. And then once you have it kind of like where the, the X marks the spot, then work harder than anybody else. But I believe in, in really taking the time to prepare and to, to just evaluate everything and make sure you're not just becoming a Twitter specialist because the overall vision of the company is it doesn't matter how good at Twitter or social media you are if other things are, are, are lacking. So uh, take a step back and kind of be your own coach uh, internally. Okay. So how do you stay motivated when, uh, when discouragement pops up? Uh, I just, I really love what I do and I love, I love helping people. So, uh, back in the day, I guess, uh, my, my goals were, were much more, um, uh, materialistic. I wanted, you know, a certain watch, a certain car and, um, that you will get burned out very, very quickly like I did. Um, and I just, I knew that wasn't, that wasn't the way I knew I was very, very unfulfilled. Um, and there had to be, uh, some other way. So, um, did some, some very deep kind of self-reflection. And, uh, I believe that what's the most fulfilling for me is, is, is helping others, um, and just kind of put, attaching what you're doing to a, to a much higher, higher goal, okay. I guess you could say. So can you, can you share any of, uh, like your, your current goals, uh, or things that, that you, um, I'm very, yeah, yeah, not to be too, um, kind of, I don't know, but I, I, I'm very, I'm very present. I don't, I don't really think too much about the past and I don't really worry too much on the, about the future. So, um, I don't really have any goals, quite frankly, um, because I, I, you always tend to underachieve or overachieve and I just think it's, uh, it's not very, it's not time well spent. So I don't believe in goals. I have, a uh, my own internal, um, mission, vision, values, and um, just doing the best thing that I can do uh, each and every day. Uh, I'm, I'm very content and I'm very happy. Huh. That's the interesting perspective because usually people are very goal-oriented and goal-focused, but I, I do, I can definitely see the value in, I guess. I've, just, yeah, you know. I've, I've found that, um, I, I've done that. I've been, I've been there and uh, it didn't lead me uh, to, the, to the place that I, that I that I wanted to be, that I felt uh, the most fulfilled. So um, I took some time, uh, got got kind of like uh, arm weary. You know, you just <laughs> you're working so hard, you're swimming against the current, and you're like, this can't be it. You know, this uh, I thought I'd be much further. Um, and as you kind of take a step back, uh, you pause, you do some self reflection, and you kind of focus more internally as opposed to the external world and kind of comparing yourself. Uh, some really beautiful things can happen. So. Uh, definitely goals. I mean, everybody works differently. So I have clients that love goals and we'll, we'll, we'll set them. Um, but for me personally, uh, I, I know exactly who, who I am, what I want to do and, uh, just doing, uh, a little bit each day. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely get there. Okay. Awesome. Do you have any, uh, lifestyle hacks that, uh, you've seen significant results from? Um, I, I believe in a, just lifestyle, like holistic, because I mean, I love. Um, I'm, I'm a big a nutrition guy. Um, you definitely have to. Uh, it, it all takes energy, 
And if you're kind of putting dirt in the Ferrari, uh, it's going to be difficult um, to really be clear-minded uh, to have the energy. So, so um, having these goals of business and entrepreneurship um, can only be executed if you have uh, well-being and you have uh, and you have the energy to do so. So I believe in kind of having a, a holistic approach in the same way and the same preparation and care that you put into your business. It definitely needs to be put on the uh, on the body as well and kind of your own your own well-being. So t you are not just an entrepreneur. Uh, you're 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 much more than that. So don't don't miss out on the other aspects that are going to be much more valuable, and so you don't have a lot of uh, regrets in the future. Right. Right. So how, how do you balance your uh, business life and personal life? Um, I'm a big uh, believer in, in, in meditation. So um, that, that's kind of what helped me kind of take a step back. Uh, and it's just, it's not, you're not going to get it all in one day. And, 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 and kind of changing your relationship with money um, and, and saying, hey, I, I, I have enough. I, I have my, my basic necessities taken care of. Anything past that is just sprinkles on the Sunday. Uh, but changing your relationship with money uh, and realizing that a, a lot of beautiful things can happen in each day that are not work-related. So with me, I don't feel like it's work. Um, I just I'm very fulfilled with all with all aspects of of my day. But it's not nine to five work, 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 work. I did that for quite some time, and uh, it got me it got me in a. Uh, in a very unfulfilled place. So try to uh, take breaks. Definitely appreciate, you know, friends and family and loved ones. Uh, don't party too hard because uh, one plus one is always two and you're going to feel the effects in the morning. Uh, but just understanding, like, you know, it, you don't need to be the next Lyft or Uber. Just surround yourself with great people, great friends and family that, that encourage you, that give you constructive criticism. Definitely uh, don't be so attached to a product and service because some things are just not going to work and don't keep putting money and marketing dollars into it if it's not meant to be. So don't be so attached to and, and so you know, emotional with your product and service. And look at it realistically and, and definitely take people's feedback. But just have a holistic approach to, uh, to life because the, 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 the business will definitely benefit from that as well. Awesome. Well, Wes, I really appreciate the, uh, the information you shared. Uh, I, I definitely got a lot of value, and I'm sure people who are listening uh, got a lot of value as well. Uh, your story is really interesting, and uh, it sounds like your clients are, are getting a ton of value from the work you're doing with them. Uh, so thanks for coming on the show and, and doing the interview. Uh, so before we close out, I wanted to know, how can the Baller Circle get in touch with you and learn more about your business? Um, so I, I, don't, I won't name up all my social media channels. There's like a thousand of them. So... Um, my my website is uh, is wespinkston.com w e s p i n k s t o n dot com, um, or you can just email me wespinkston at gmail dot com. Uh, I love talking to people. I'm not going to bill people or anything like that. Um, what I love is just having an hour conversation with somebody, and um, some some really cool, beautiful, organic things can happen. So uh, email me, and we can kind of give some ideas and uh, and just kind of see where it goes. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Wes. I really appreciate the time. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Through our guest stories, you will learn the path to go from struggling entrepreneur to internet baller. We'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>